0: Yes, it's funny because you always sign up for, like I'm love signing up for races and having a goal to work towards. And then let's say there's a day where I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I I know I can physically go out, but mentally I'm like, no, like I don't want to. I'd rather just watch TV. But then every time I do, I never regret it, and I don't think I've ever heard anyone go out and regret an exercise. You always feel better. You're, you f- you end up eating healthier after. It's just like kind of a snowball effect.
1: Welcome to the Shift Work Athlete Podcast. We connect with shift workers, parker, and life challenges and chasing big fitness goals. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and motivate our shift work community to stay fit and stay healthy with such a unique lifestyle. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shift Work Athlete Podcast. My name is Spencer Barlow. And today um, we have a up-and-coming nurse or is a nurse that uh, is focusing on her health, her fitness, has a family, and is trying to, I think, potentially get into triathlons, but we're going to dig into that more as we get into our conversation. So, Steffi, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the Shift for Athlete Podcast. Can you please introduce yourself?
0: Hi. So, I'm Steffi, or some people call me Stefania. Um, I'm 29 years old, so I'm a registered practical nurse. I've been for five years. Um, I have experience in long-term care, family medicine, and I'm currently working in the operating room um, at the general hospital. But I am—I did go back to school a year ago, so I am upgrading my college diploma into a nursing degree. So I'm in this transition zone. I am still working part-time. And uh, for fitness, I am on my Mohawk Uh, Mohawk College's uh, cross-country team, and I am trying to get back into uh, triathlons. I've done a lot of tri-tries in the past before COVID and everything, and then next year, I'm hoping to do half Ironman. Uh, Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And then I have a three-year-old daughter, so I have a busy family life as well.
1: Amazing. And what's your three-year-old daughter's name?
0: Her name is Annabella.
1: Annabella. Oh, I love that name. Beautiful. Awesome. And, and, you know, from the sounds of it, you have a full plate, right? With school, training, future goals, your three-year-old daughter. Like that's, that's fun. So every day I'm sure when you wake up is you have a full day, right? Yes. Um, and yeah, I would love to get into a bit about that as well, Steffi. So yeah, um, I I I kind of remember us crossing paths. I, I mean, when you're at F45, there's a lot going on. Was I still a coach at the time when we met?
0: Yes. Yes, you are.
1: Yeah? Okay. So um, I apologize that I don't exactly remember the day that we met. I thought we were just kind of m- mutually met through Aaron and just like through Instagram and stuff like that. Um, Did you have a good time in my class?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I wasn't there uh, like very long. I think I was only there for a couple of months. Um, so don't worry.
1: (laughs) I was in there for
0: very long. That's why probably don't remember me.
1: Okay. So I, I'm assuming, um, you stopped going at 45 just because of the pandemic and everything that was yes. kind of going on at the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's taken such a big hit on a lot of people that were at F45 and it sucks. And it's kind of a, another reason for even myself to, to not be coaching because I was, I was afraid, you know, when that, that kind of popped up and I didn't want to be associating myself with, with people at the gym and then going to my full time job. Because, you know, if I were to get sick and stuff, it was just like a disaster would have, would have come my way if I were to have continued Continue to coach. So um, hopefully, while things keep opening back up, we can cross paths again with the uh, triathlon stuff too, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so you had mentioned that you've done some try tries. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Why did you start with a try try first instead of going into like a sprint?
0: Um so I started like about 10 years ago. Um okay. I was doing it for with friends and it was such an easy thing to sign up for like it's not a full triathlon it's something small you can see if you like it or not. So um I really enjoyed it and then I kept getting better so I was scared to jump into like a bigger triathlon. Mm. But now since covid I've built my oh. running so that's all I was doing during oh. covid right like everything's closed. So I just ran a lot. I ran marathons around the bays. So now I feel like I'm at a good fitness level to train for a half an Ironman.
1: Good for you that's awesome yeah. yeah and and I find like you know a lot of people it's either one or the other it's the swim that they're worried about or the run that they're worried about but nobody really gives it's like okay I'm gonna sit on a bike and ride and however long it takes me to finish it so be it right but mm-hmm. some people are like oh like my I can't run and you know like it's just one of those things that you just you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and eventually you're gonna be just you know crossing that finish line so we'll dig more into the fitness stuff but let's bring it back so Um, you're you've been um, sorry. What is the title of your job again? Currently,
0: I'm an RPN, so registered practical nurse.
1: Okay, registered practical nurse. So, (laughs) um, I'm I'm assuming once you got into um your profession, you had to do placement. And in your placement, were you doing shift work as well?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Sorry. Twelve hour shifts.
1: Um, okay, so you're yeah. doing 12s, yeah, and that's a lot to take on. So when you were um, first getting into try tries and running and being um, a shift worker, did you find that your um, training was a little bit kind of taking um, a lag, like it was kind of slowing down because you're trying to figure out what like, your balance and how you're going to focus on your performance? Can you share a little bit about that with me?
0: Uh yeah, for sure. So it is hard because you're exhausted after your shift and you don't feel like doing anything. So what I try to do, and obviously sometimes you can't, um, is try to do the training before your shift. Um, So whether that's waking up early um, and getting out for a run, or if sometimes I would leave it for after if I couldn't do that, but I would always... I know we've talked about this before, but I would always prioritize sleep over like, let's say I come home and I'm exhausted. I'm not going to go out for a run and then injure myself. You know, I'd rather just wait and do it the next day when I'm off.
1: Mm -hmm. So how did you learn that?
0: Um, I learned that the hard way you would go out for a run after your 12 hour shift and you like, I feel like I'm walking and I'm barely putting any good effort in, then it's not Mm -hmm. worth it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you find that, uh, when you did do your exercises, um, after your 12 hour shift that, uh, you had challenges potentially sleeping, um, like even just getting to sleep, staying asleep. What were some of those effects?
0: I had trouble sleeping during the day. Um, cause your body's not used to sleeping, right? Um, so that was definitely hard. Uh, what I would try to do is try to have a nap after my shift. And then I would just wake up automatically during the day. And then I would try to have a nap before I actually went to work too.
1: Interesting. And how long were your naps?
0: Um, I tried to just like see how long I could sleep. Like I didn't put an alarm on, but okay. it would probably be around like five, six hours after my shift. And then I would try to squeeze in a couple hours before
1: my shift. Started awesome. too.
0: Mm -hmm. interesting
1: so you'd have this five to six hour um long nap um and then you would work out and then try to nap again yes is kind of how the routine worked okay so now is that your routine currently
0: no so right now i work in the or which um it's kind of nicer because it's only eight hour shifts but then you do call at night so the call is the tricky part with my training currently is because you're working. So let's say you do 11.30 to 7.30 and then you're on call all night. So from mm. 7.30 PM till 7.00 AM in the morning. Wow. So when you're on call, that means if there's an emergency, you're staying there until they're, they're done because you're the only nurse um, scrubbed. So that could just be a couple extra hours or it could be five extra hours on top of your shift, or it could be all night you're there
1: wow so what does a schedule look like for you exactly being you know working your regular day shift and then being on call now is this something that's all the time or is it does it come in blocks
0: it comes in blocks so let's say you're working Monday to friday usually because we do weekends every like i would say once every six weeks Um, but you're working Monday to Friday. Um, and then some weeks you have seven to three, no call. And then every other week you work 1130 to 730. And then you're on call, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday.
1: Mm. So So it makes it really hard to plan anything out, right? Like you're like, Oh, I'm going to wake up nice and early, get a nice training session in. And I'm assuming that calls are frequently because the hospital is a very busy place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're frequently and then if people call in sick, let's say, and they're supposed to be on call, you might be told the day of, sorry, like you need to be on call. There's no one else. Um, wow. So those days are hard because if I don't get my training in in the morning, then if I'm on call and then I'm stuck there all night, then there's no training that day. I don't have a choice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, and I'm assuming with um, COVID and then the lack of staff on hand that, um, yeah, there's no way for you to kind of like share that responsibility with somebody else. Right. So you actually mm-hmm. have to, I'm assuming, sacrifice quite a bit of your sleep and then your training, your recovery, family time, et cetera, right? So that must really take a toll um, on you. And um, I, I would love to get into the mental aspect of that a little bit later on. Um, so let's just kind of keep it on the topic right now, just on fitness. And so, okay, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice fitness. Um, what... What keeps you driven to continue to try to progress with your performance um, when it comes down to your running and and um, I'm assuming you're not just running, right? Are you doing strength training and all the other stuff as well?
0: Yes, so I run five days a week. I do strength training twice a week, and then I'm aiming for like a five hours a week of swim slash bike.
1: Wow Mix. good for you wow that's what's up um that's 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 really good yeah that's awesome i mean especially with with those challenging with, with such a challenging schedule right um now do you have a coach or a program that you're following that gives you the um what's it what's it called like a consistency like the ability to know that you are moving forward without um, putting yourself in a position that you're going to overtrain or or cause more fatigue
0: so currently i'm because i'm part of my school's cross country team. So I have a coach and we have a personalized plan for me that, and he tells me what to do every week and he knows my schedule. And if I can't, let's say one day I can not get my bike in then, okay, let's see if I can put it into another day uh, before my run or after my run. So,
1: okay. So was there a lot of trial and error at the very beginning of him creating your program or has he worked as shift workers before?
0: Um, So he he is used to um, coaching students who have school schedules, work schedules. So um, he does have that experience and then we just work around my schedule. And let's say one week it didn't work out, then we reanalyze for the following week. And then we kind of trial and error every week as we go.
1: Wow, that that's amazing, Steffi. That um, you know you saw the opportunity at school uh, to invest into having a coach and then also being on the team, and that it's actually been really working for you. Now, let's say you didn't have school and you didn't have a coach, do you think you'd be still gaining the same results?
0: Um. So, well, earlier uh, this year, I didn't. So that's I kind of just followed my own plan. Um, so it is more motivating to have a coach and be on a team because you're accountable for other people, right? But when you're on your own and you're just doing it for your own self, it's kind of a mental and break from the busy life, right? So it's, it's nice to have that and you're accountable for yourself. I go out for my rents because it was in the middle of COVID and I... I was at home. I had school and I had nothing else going on. So it was a nice break from life. So that's what Mm. I tried to keep myself accountable for.
1: That's awesome, and yeah, mm-hmm. like it, like training in general has a very therapeutic um, attribute to it, right? Like, you know, a lot of people work out just for general health, and there's some people that are, you know, competing to or sorry, training to compete in something where they could um, see that long term um, progress of their fitness, right? So, I, I'm assuming for you, everything that you're doing, you're trying to place in the top, right? They can continue to challenge um other people to to show to them that, you know what, you're 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 somebody that is here to um take this training seriously and this race seriously. And um you know, I, I find it's very uh hard for people to find that balance between am I just doing this because I want to just complete it or am I doing this because I want to compete in it. Am I mm-hmm. am I right?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's funny because you always sign up for, like I l- love re- signing up for races and in, having a goal to work towards. And then let's say there's a day where I'm tired, I'm exhausted. And I, kn- I know I can physically go out, but mentally I'm like, no, like I don't want to. I'd rather just watch TV. But then every time I do, I never regret it. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone go out and regret an exercise. You always, always feel better. You're you, f- you end up eating healthier after. It's just like kind of a snowball effect.
1: Yeah, that's so true. 100%. I, and I agree with you word for word. And that's the same way that I look at my fitness as well. It's it's like, okay, if I go out and I get this task done that my coach has given me, I'm going to feel so much better for the rest of the day. It's going to set me up to um, know that, you know, the the... The big, uh, component of my day is checked off. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> now I could be happy and focus on those other things and have a balanced sense of energy throughout the day. Um, knowing that I've completed that, that major task. And, and that's the thing too. It's like, okay, like you have a race up and coming and it just allows you to feel more excited and more in tune, more motivated to go out for that workout. And just because you're going out for that workout doesn't mean you're always going out and you're absolutely smashing it. And you know, if you've had that day, we've had a little bit of rest sleep. It's it's just you know a sense of uh, reinforcement to tell yourself that okay like this is good for me. I just need to get out and just do something, Mm -hmm. right?
0: And my sleep is always so much better when I do. Oh, okay, no, that's good.
1: Um, so let's talk a little bit more about your sleep then. So, uh, when you started doing your shift work and. have you have you been somebody that has always had a challenge with sleep, or were you someone that someone that could like you know go to sleep and sleep for ten hours?
0: Um. So I like to fall asleep late at night. Like I'm a night owl. Um okay. So I like to be up till at least midnight and then sleep in. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with shift work, you can't do, do that. Every week your shifts are different, so some days. I have to wake up at 6am. Sometimes I can sleep in. So I've had trouble with that for sure. Because when I have to wake up at 6am in the morning, the next day, I force myself to go to bed early, but then I don't usually fall asleep right away. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's what I've troubled with the most. Um, And like I said before, exercise definitely helps because if I am physically and mentally exhausted, I'll fall asleep quicker. Then let's say okay. if I've just been sitting on the couch all day, which is hard actually with online school because that's what you do. You're at a desk, you're at home all day, you're sitting. So if I go out for that run or for that bike, I come home, I do dinner, get in a ball to bed, and then I'm actually able to fall asleep faster.
1: Okay. Awesome. And that's the thing too. It gives you that sense of like, okay, there's nothing else you need to worry about. Okay. So you have, um, exercise, um, as a contributor to helping you sleep. Is there anything else that you use to help you get to sleep?
0: Um, I do like to read, uh, it kind of comes and goes. Sometimes I'll I'll read a book and I'll love it. And I'll try to read another one. And then sometimes there's a, a couple months where I don't read it that much, but reading, um, just listening to some music sometimes like classical music turning off the tv for sure is uh helps Mm. if you have the tv on and then you're not going to be falling asleep anytime soon no
1: definitely not no definitely not um yeah i find that reading is is like the secret recipe for me Mm -hmm. to fall asleep like if i did not start Putting more time into reading books. Um, I think I would definitely have more challenges, more challenging nights of trying to fall asleep sooner than later. And, uh, yeah. So the, I, I don't have a TV in my room. I make sure that my phone is on airplane mode. I get rid of all electronics and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, if I'm feeling wide awake, yeah, I'll read my book. Um, and I, and, and I find as soon as I start to read, you know, four or five pages in, like I'm just dozing off. Right. So, um, it's nice to hear that's what you use as well um okay cool so let's let's get into nutrition what does nutrition look like for you since you started your profession um and with training so i'm assuming there must have been some trial and error with certain foods either at night time that you can and cannot eat can you share a bit about that
0: yeah so i am i don't call myself a vegetarian but i okay. do love the vegetarian types of foods so okay. protein has always been a Big issue for me, just because I need to make sure I get enough of it. Um, right. So uh, I eat lots of like chicken, beans, eggs to get my protein. I've never had trouble with eating vegetables because um, I love vegetables. Um, but then for a night shift, or let's say I'm working late, I'm on call. I try to get all my food in during the day, and by that, like I mean like not miss a meal, because if I miss a meal and I'm at work till midnight or later, and I haven't had my dinner. I am starving, and when I'm done, I'm gonna grab like sugary snacks, chips, things like that. So I always try to make sure I get my meals in. Because then at, at nighttime, I don't. I try not to eat because that will actually talking about sleep. That will keep me up, right? Like I eat, I eat something sugary that I can't fall asleep. Mm. Um, so that's a big thing for me is making sure. Especially if I'm at work, I get my meals in and then I know I got nutritious food and I'm full. Like I don't need to have a meal when I get off work at midnight or 1 a.m.
1: Right, right. Um, Okay. So when you do go in for an on um, like an overtime call, (laughs) um, how long do they usually last? Five hours or can they be like almost up to 12 hours?
0: Uh, They can be up to 12 hours.
1: Okay. And so when you're at work, you have nothing to eat, you just fast for that night.
0: Uh so um so my shift is eleven thirty to seven thirty. So it's mm-hmm. a day sh- like it's during the yeah, day. Yeah, your day shift. Yeah. Yep. And then it's the call is added on to that. It's always added on. So let's- okay, so you're
1: already at work. Yes. Okay, I see. Yeah. I see. Um so yeah, so like one 30 rolls around, like when you would have dinner, mm-hmm. right? So you've had your three meals or four meals throughout the day. So nighttime rolls around, you you just go into a state of fasting right away. After your last meal before 8 o'clock, I'm assuming,
0: yes. right? Yes. So I. And yes.
1: that has been working for you? You don't feel like tired or um, like any hunger or cravings?
0: Um, if I'm awake, if uh, let's say I'm, I have to stay there because there's an emergency, I will definitely feel hungry. But it's a different type of hunger. It's like I'm craving... I'm, just because I'm awake... I'm not actually hungry. It's just like, I want to eat just because I'm awake. I don't know if that makes mm, okay. sense. Okay. So yeah, then that,
1: I, yeah, that makes sense.
0: If I feel like, okay, I actually should eat something. Then I'll have just like a healthy light snack, like vegetables with hummus or, or an apple, you know, but, um, if I've had my dinner, then I, I'm not usually hungry.
1: Okay. No, no, that's smart. That's good. And I'm assuming that you do, do you prep your food beforehand or do you just kind of buy stuff that's there?
0: So I try to prep, okay. but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's times where I'll, I'll have the cafeteria food, which I've learned to know what's nutritious and what's not over the years mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, I do try to, if I do bring mm-hmm. my food, I'll bring like vegetables and chicken and then I'll have, um, like yogurt, a snack or fruits or something like that.
1: Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, with your coach, does he also provide you some nutrition support as well? Or is this something that you've just kind of learned over the years, what works best for your body?
0: Yeah, it's just something I've learned over the years.
1: Okay. No, that's good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things that's always going to be trial and error, right? Mm -hmm. And um, now, along the lines of nutrition, what kind of... um, things do you drink do you do you have like diet coke and caffeine um do you drink mostly water what does that look like for you
0: i'm a big water drinker for sure okay. um i drink one cup of coffee a day in the morning that's about it um and i think yeah i don't see, once in a while i'll drink a diet coke yeah but i'm not really i don't usually drink a lot of pop at all
1: Okay. So I'm assuming that you also um, stay clear of coffee at nighttime, right? Or do you go like, oh, I'm getting called in for this OT. I got to get some some energy.
0: I usually do because it will mess with my sleep. Yeah. Because I want to be able to go home and then actually fall asleep. So I do Good try stay nice. clear on the caffeine. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Now did you did you have caffeine and stuff like that uh, at the very beginning or did you just say like you know what, just just logically doesn't make sense not to have caffeine at nighttime?
0: Oh no, I definitely tried erred and I, I have had caffeine at like midnight and then I go home and I just can't fall asleep and I'm like, Okay, never doing that again. <laughs>
1: Yeah yeah nice nice. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way too. Like there's a period of time that I actually cut out coffee um for like 2-3 months and I saw a significant difference in the quality of my sleep and just self-control too, right? Cuz like at the end of the day like I feel like if you are a uh, chronic Caffeine drinker, coffee drinker in general, that you don't even thinking about it being an energy boost at that time. It's just like, it's like a treat. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy. Like, ah, you know, I love coffee. I'm just going to drink it. And it's, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning and whatever. (laughs) When I get home, I'll deal with it then. So,
0: you know. Like yeah, mm. My coworkers say that all the time. It's like, Oh, we're here at 3am. Okay. I'm going to go grab that coffee just cause they're like, Oh, okay. Like I need to stay awake, but I feel like it's, it is almost a placebo effect.
1: Absolutely, yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. I I agree with you, but you know, it it does take its toll. Like, looking at some of the research and stuff like that, and like you know, it's got a shelf life of eight to twelve hours, Mm -hmm. and so you know, that's the that's a duration of your whole shift, right? So, I'm assuming once you get home, you're going right to bed, so it's still in your system affecting you too, right? Um, But yeah, there's people that say you know I can sleep right away once I get home, but it's Mm -hmm. like is the quality of your sleep good? You may be able to sleep, but is the quality of your sleep actually Good. You know what I mean? So my problem Um, is... is, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say my problem is, so let's say I get home at 3 a.m. and I've had coffee. Well, I'm still technically on call till 7 a.m. in the morning. So I have the chance of getting called back in. So I go home at 3 a.m. and I go right to bed. So I can get that couple hours of sleep just in case I get woken up and I have to go back in to the hospital.
1: Mm. That must be frustrating. Does that happen often?
0: Um, it comes in waves. Sometimes like there'll be a week where you get called back in every single time you're on call. And then sometimes you don't, it's just a hit or miss. I've, wow. I've gotten called. Um, I've stayed late till 11 PM and then went home and then got called back at 2 AM and had to be there all night.
1: I'd be afraid to go home at that point. I I would just have like one shoe on maybe like one arm in my jacket and like like a slow creep towards the door right and just kind of keep looking at my shoulder are you guys gonna call me back in and i guess you could kind of forecast what the the evening is going to look like right i'm because i'm i'm assuming you kind of see everything that's going on in the hospital and you could kind of see like oh i may potentially being may potentially be here longer than i i I have to be right
0: well you try to and we think we do but then there's a car accident that happens at 3 a.m in the morning and then you have to Rush to the hospital. So, do you live far? No, far I live like 10 minutes away.
1: Oh, wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's super convenient. I'm, I'm sure that was something that uh, they might have forewarned you, being like, hey, if you could kind of live close, like it would be important just because of the role that you have now taken on. Um, yeah. You may be called back and forth. Um, yeah, that that definitely is challenging. So now when it comes down to uh working that kind of shift, is it is it hard for like your family as well? Like I'm assuming, you know, with your child and stuff like that, relationship, like what does that look like for you?
0: Yeah, so the days I'm on call, I just communicate with my partner um that he like he he pretty much has to be home uh with her daughter. So um he usually tries not to work late those days or he knows Let's say he, because he, he likes to work out too, so he'll go to the gym, and he'll know. I might call him and be like, "I just got called in, like you have to come home." So he just knows we've gotten used to it, and we just communicate about it every week.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing, right with the with your relationship is the communication component, and I'm sure he he respects what you do, and um, you know, I, for myself and him, like we'll never understand. Psychologically, what you're going through with that, because I'm sure it's frustrating. You know, your sleep is, um, you know, basically being yo-yoed around and then, you know, trying to stay focused on your training and stuff like that. So, uh, it's great that your partner is understanding and he can help you with that. And, um, okay. So let's, let's actually dive a little bit into, um, the mental side of that. What does that look like for you? How do you cope with it? How do you manage stress? And I'm sure exercise is one of those things that help manage it but like is there other practices and stuff that you might have in place um, and also are you comfortable sharing about the mental side
0: yes of course um so it's definitely um straining even when you think it's not um just like just being in the OR in general and um there's waves sometimes you think you're okay and then a couple weeks go by and you're like okay i'm not actually okay like i need to reflect and take a step back and um go for a run or maybe just like take a day off and just uh take it easy so um yeah mental health is huge in my profession and um i think i know most of my coworkers struggle with it at some point in their careers uh because you see things like car accidents and stuff that other people don't right so, yeah, I don't know. I definitely use running and fitness as an outlet for sure. And it's um, kind of like uh, physical health. You know, If you're not feeling well, why you're not going to go out and run. You're going to take a day off and you're going to take it easy. That's how I see mental health as too. Is if you need to take a day off where you're just focusing on yourself, you relax, you enjoy time with your family, then do it. It's worth your mental health.
1: Hundred percent, I agree -hmm. with you. And um, you know, did you know that fitness is going to be a contributor to your mental
0: health? Um, I think I kind of learned along the way. I've sometimes when I feel really stressed, I'll go for a run, and without even, I don't even focus on anything. I just like just kind of let it all out. And it's so funny because there's been times where I've went out and and. I've run my best 1K because I've just been so frustrated that I just run and I don't care, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually ran really fast.
1: And oh, that's I awesome! Come
0: back and I just feel relieved.
1: That's awesome. That's good. Um, and you know, it's very motivating for a lot of people too. That you know, running is such an easy thing you could do. There's no gym membership that comes along with it. You buy any parachutes, you could run barefoot. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, finding something that allows you to kind of um turn the brain off. And it could be as easy as walking, right? That will still give you that sense of relief and de stress. Right. And, you know, I, I find that uh running is actually coming back in force now as a very uh empowering um, way of living your life, like everybody should be running. Like our our bodies are made to do this for a reason, right? And um, it's great that that is something that you've found that's so easy uh, to use for you on a competitive side, but also on a, on a way of 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 de stressing and just kind of slowing down the world. You know what I mean? Um, it even what, do to you be have right? any? No, it, it's right. It yeah. could be
0: a walk. You know, sometimes I'll just take my dog for a walk, and it just. It makes a difference for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh it's so healthy for you. And even just just walking. Like the the, the the research in walking is is so powering as well. They're like, oh like a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm not fit, I can't run. But it's like, okay, it doesn't mean you just keep sitting around and, and do nothing. Like going out for a half an hour walk is can be just as exhausting going for a ten minute run, right? It's yeah. just getting, you know, on your feet and moving is where you're going to see the benefit. Move more, sit around less, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk a little bit about how you bounce back from a night shift. So I know you said you get long naps and stuff like that. So um, how do you bounce back from a night shift when you're not going back into work?
0: Um, So I'll try to sleep in as much as I can. But it usually doesn't like I'll probably wake up around um, lunchtime uh, just because my body's like, why are you sleeping right now? So, and then I'll just try to, if I feel up to it, I will try to get a workout in. If not, then I'll just try to go about my day, but I'll take it pretty easy. Um, I won't do anything crazy and then I'll probably go to bed early that night.
1: Do you find it, you have a challenge falling asleep early the night, um, coming off a night show?
0: Usually not because I'm sleep deprived.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm. So
0: it's usually the day that just feels, uh, Sluggish, kind of.
1: Okay, so it's like yeah. mental fog and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure have you
1: have you found a way to conquer the mental fog?
0: Um, not really. Um, I do try to. Those are the days where it's really easy to eat junk, and that just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So I definitely find if I eat normal, good food, it helps. Um, yeah, just having that coffee, just the one helps a little bit and um yeah i just take it easy don't do anything crazy because if that's when i try to train then i know i'm probably going to be prone to injury so i try to not do anything right uh, strenuous and then i definitely fall asleep early that day and then the next day i feel more refreshed and i'm back on track
1: awesome awesome yeah it's it's crazy how the body works hey eh? um i i've done some trial and error so um you know, same for you. Like, I don't drink coffee anymore on my night shifts. And I've actually found that, uh, when I don't drink coffee, that I'm able to conquer that fog, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. And I think it has something to do with the coffee being in my system. So when it's in my system, I think it's like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to bed at 7 a.m. I haven't had coffee for 12 hours. And then I wake up and my body usually is like, yo, you're supposed to have coffee at 7. What's going on? I think that's when the fog comes in. But when I don't have it, I'm actually able to wake up and I find that like I'm okay like it's easier for me to wake up quicker instead of it having to be like oh i need to have my coffee i need to do this and that so like i try to avoid it probably about three or four uh, days out of the week and i don't know it's one of those weird things like honestly i wish i could just kind of cut it out completely but i just love it so much and yeah darn coffee right um all right let's move on for that um so with your your fitness journey, you want to get into doing longer distance triathlons and stuff like that. And you said you've already training. You know, w- w- what's your training hours roughly per week? So you said five hours of training, give or take, or five days stories of train of running.
0: Yes, yeah. So I do five uh, five days of running a week, which is between like one hour to one and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to increase my swim and bike to five to eight hours a week. Okay. Which is aiming really high because I already have that one and one and a half hour run in there. Um, I right. usually have one day off of training. So, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to slowly build up my bike and swim. Cause I'm running enough um, just from uh, my cross country training to be able to do the half Ironman next year.
1: So what half iron Ironman do you have in mind? Is it, is it the, Muskoka the Muskoka one? Muskoka, yeah. Awesome, I think I'm, awesome. I'm trying
0: to do... I'll probably do sprint before, like early in the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I think it's a, a good way to kind of like break the ice. So we call those our our B and C races leading up to our A race, right? Which would be the half mm-hmm. Ironman. Um, and that's basically what I did. As well, well, no, sorry, I tr- I would lo- I would have loved to have been able to do a sprint or something shorter before my half Ironman, but there was nothing open, of course, just because of uh COVID and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that would be a good way for you to kind of prep yourself and make sure that um, you know, you're 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 progressing up to peak performance for the day of the half ironman and gives you tons of time to right so i think it's going to be in july again um this year uh, they had to bump it up to August just because of the COVID restrictions. And I'm happy it actually kind of worked out. Um, but moving forward to next year, like, yeah, you have more than enough time. And like you said, you've been training now for 10 years. So I'm sure uh, you have more than enough foundation built that you'll be in a good position. And it looks like you've already established a, a healthy routine with your shifts. Um, so you also mentioned you are in school. Mm-hmm. How is that... Uh, affecting your training?
0: So it's actually making it easier because we have online courses because Mm. of COVID. So um, I work... I was working full-time in August uh, because I didn't have school and now I'm back to part-time. So I'm doing part-time work and I'm doing full-time school. But out of the full-time school, I only have one class that I actually have to go in for. All the other ones are online. So I can try to squeeze in a training session in between my court classes.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah.
0: So it's actually helped. Um,
1: Yeah. That is is super beneficial. I'm assuming you're able to use all the facilities that are offered at um, McMaster as well, right?
0: um, I am being able to now. It was closed because of COVID last year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they opened it up now. So I'm able to get into the gym and I usually do my bikes there. I'll do my biking. Yeah. Yeah
1: um so going through school your training and now your family um so let's can we go back a little bit now when you were um having annabella right how was your training and your shift work looking like back then going through pregnancy is that something you'd be open to share a bit about as well were you training as well when you were having annabella
0: I was um, I was doing like just mostly running, and mm. it was actually really interesting. I've because I've came from a background of always being fed, always training for triathlons, and then going through pregnancy and gaining weight and slowing down was actually really hard because I was like, I can still do this, like I was able to do it before, or even after pregnancy. I was like. What's going on? Why can't I run as fast as I did before? So it was a lot of, okay, taking a step back, slowly building my endurance up again. Um, I think I only did the 5K around the bay while I was pregnant. I was seven months pregnant.
1: Wow. Good Um, for you.
0: They say if you're fit before pregnancy, then you can keep your fitness during pregnancy, but don't start anything new. So let's say you've never run before and then you're pregnant, don't start running if you're used to walking before you got pregnant, then you can keep walking throughout pregnancy. So just keep the same fitness level you had before. Um, okay. But it was definitely hard. It's a long journey. And if definitely recommend anyone who's thinking of being pregnant or pregnant. Um, just like be patient. Your body does remember everything, but you need to take time to build your endurance up after for sure.
1: Okay. So you basically just kind of slowed everything down. Um, mm-hmm. just listen to your body and, you know, like you said, just being very patient. Yeah. I know it's hard when, you know, you have certain paces or a heart rate that you're so comfortable to run at and it's not the same. So I'm, I I can imagine that it was probably frustrating for you when you're going through some of those sessions being like, Oh, like what the heck is going on? Right. Um, and I'm sure, like I said, you know, being, you know, sleep deprived and trying to focus on your nutrition and stuff like that, like that was probably fairly challenging for you. Mm
0: Um, and you're tired all the time when you're pregnant, your body's exhausted because you're it's creating life right so you're trying to get your exercise in but all you want to do is sleep
1: (laughs) and you're doing shift work as well i'm assuming right or yes yeah so
0: back then i was while i was pregnant i was um in long-term care so i was doing um night shifts day shifts afternoon shifts rotating back and forth
1: oh wow Mm -hmm. yeah and trying to train like that's that that they, okay, so like what, those are the 12 hour shifts, I'm assuming?
0: So those back then, those were only eight. Okay. Yeah.
1: And you were three different shifts. So yes. like a morning, and evening, and then nights. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that. That is very hard on the body too. And, and you'd think like, um, within, you know, your type of field of work that they would be able to work with you. Like, oh, okay, she's going, you know, through a pregnancy. Maybe she should be put on just, you know, morning and evening kind of shifts and stuff like that. Like, is there any sort of systems in place to help
0: no.
1: people that are even going through pregnancy? Then, we, were just,
0: we were so short staffed. Like they couldn't, even if they wanted to, they couldn't, um, Try to move the schedule around.
1: Wow, yeah, that is that is. Um, I can't even imagine how you felt at the time. Uh, okay, so one question um, for you. So with with fitness, if you didn't have fitness, do you think you um, would be where you are in life right now? Say so you never did triathlons, you weren't working out. Like, what do you think your life would have looked like for you now if you didn't have fitness a, a part of you know shift work and being a family or having a family?
0: Um, definitely. I would not be where I am right now. A hundred percent not. Um, fitness just gives you so much energy, confidence, happiness. Like you get those endorphins. It's definitely uh life changing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's great that, um, you know, you realize that, and that's a, that's a challenging thing for a lot of people I find is, is trying to, um, Open up the 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 door to just bring on fitness, and that's another reason why you know talking to people like you, Steffi, that you know make fitness a priority, and you know make them come to realize that you know if I just start doing something small, it'll lead up to something big, and that you're going to reap so much from it, right? Like a lot of my coworkers that I work with, you know, they'll they'll bring up fitness here and there, but it's like one of those conversations that um, nobody wants to talk. About just because it's something that, you know, I think personally makes them feel uncomfortable. And um, I, I feel like the more that shift workers start to talk about it, I think that energy, that positivity, and the endorphins of just doing something small when it comes down to your fitness is going to really start to motivate those people that kind of look at people like you and I that do exercise and run and not think that we're crazy and that, you know, we're not just working out for like our ego, we're working out mm-hmm. because we are trying to. Um, you know, increase the longevity of our life and avoid injury and feel more energetic and happy when we're at work and helping others right because when you're feeling good, everybody else hopefully will also feel those good vibes that you are feeling, and that's just going to allow um, your day to be just a little less stressful right
0: mm-hmm. oh for sure, and it's it's hard because especially since becoming a mom. Um, it's hard because in the beginning, I didn't want to prioritize my health and my fitness because I'm supposed to take care of my baby. That's what my, Mm. that's supposed to be my priority. But I noticed if I didn't, that I would be unhappy. I would be unhealthy and then I would not be a good role model for Annabella. So it's important. I, now I put even more priority over it because if I get my fitness and my health in check, then that's just giving her a positive outlook. Like, oh, like mommy's going out; she's going for a run; she's happy. And then now she like talks about running all the time too, right? Oh so no it's way! Just like, it's just a like I said before, it's a snowball effect, right? So it's great. Do you,
1: do you have one of those strollers? Do you bring out on your runs?
0: Um, I don't, just because. Um, I'm prone to like I like to trip all the time so okay <laughs> <laughs> um, but we go on walks together and if she I'm not gonna push it on her obviously but if she's interested then I would love to put in braces when she's a little bit older and mm. she's ready but she got running shoes uh, new running shoes and she was like oh I'm just like mommy I'm going for a run <laughs>
1: that's awesome yeah and you know that's the nicest thing too right is that you are that role model for your loved ones right mm-hmm. and you know The fact that she uh, really looks up to you, wants to do running and stuff like that when when you know you allow her, I'm sure you know babies still need to grow up and stuff like that, and they can run. I don't know what age it is that you get them in the sports or whatever, but yeah, like no, that's awesome that she sees that from you, and uh, yeah, it'll it'll be really cool when she gets older to have her in races and you know mother and daughter trail running nights. You know what I mean? It's just like those are those things are super exciting, super exciting things to look forward to, right? Um mm-hmm. okay that's awesome. So um if you have some advice for listeners when it comes down to shift work, working out and nutrition could could you you know spitball me some advice um uh, that they could really use like I know you've kind of given everything a broad perspective but like mm-hmm. uh yeah share some advice.
0: Well I definitely don't want to say I'm um, a pro or an expert because I I definitely don't think I am but um I feel like just take it day by day. And definitely listen to your body. And there's a difference between um, just your brain saying, oh, like, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything after work. Or physically, you're like, okay, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm going to injure myself. So know the difference between the two. Is it just my brain telling me, like, oh, I just want to take it easy and not do anything just because I'm trying to be lazy? Or am I physically so exhausted that I shouldn't work out? Because there's a difference. And that's what I've learned over the years is... Am I should I just go home and t- like take it easy because that's going to be the best for my health or no I actually have to push myself I I do have energy to go out and do a workout and feel great after um, so definitely listen to your body try to keep nutrition on point as much as you can but a cheat day here and there is not the end of the world that's right right so mm-hmm. and if you allow yourself for those cheat meals once in a while then and you say okay. Uh, Tomorrow I'll be back on track. Then don't make it such a big deal that you ruined a whole week. That's right. Um, and definitely prioritizing sleep, hundred percent, especially if, like with shift work and family and everything. If I need to miss a workout because I need to get my hours of sleep in, I will definitely do that.
1: Yeah, no, that's so smart, a hundred percent, and that that is honestly great advice. And yeah, like it's not like you don't have to be a professional like. You have to find that balance. And that's the most <laughs> important thing, right? And if you see that you're having a positive experience with something, keep doing that thing. If you feel good from the food that you're eating, keep doing that thing, um, right? So no, that's so important. All right. So a couple more questions. Uh, what is <laughs> something you wish you could have told yourself when you first started shift work?
0: Um, nights are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just, uh, just prioritizing sleep, I guess, for sure. Because before, I just used to think, "Oh, it's okay. Like, I'll just won't sleep. I'll be fine." And then you get so tired, and then you just wish you have slept. So, um, yeah, definitely having enough sleep.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to be. Um... Uh, a staple in all these podcasts is, is sleep. Don't sacrifice your sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the weirdest thing you've seen on a night shift? Um,
0: hmm, I should have known. I I've heard your other podcast before too. I'm like I should have come prepared. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've seen on a night shift. Um, I guess I came into work I got called back in and um we had to do an emergency surgery and we came in and we were ready to go and we were all hyped up because it was the middle of the night like we knew it was an emergency and then we were told the patient decided not to do the surgery and we were like, "Oh, oh. okay, I guess because they oh. have the right to refuse right so right so we we're like, okay, I guess we'll all just go home now
1: <laughs> oh that's brutal yeah that that sucks and, and, and like even though it's an emergency surgery, they could refuse that
0: yeah, unfortunately well, it's their own choice and um they usually during emergencies it's either you' you can decide to just keep going but like you don't have good odds, or do the surgery, and then you can still die in the surgery because it's emergency. So they just decided, right. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to take my chances.
1: Go home. Wow, wow. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people think that way, right? Because it, it goes <laughs> either way. It could be really successful, or it could not. You know, go the way in their favor, right? So uh, that is really scary. Okay. And our final question: uh, What is the funniest thing that you have done being sleep deprived?
0: Okay, I actually know this one. I came prepared. (laughs) Um, I was super sleep deprived. I think it was like 5 a.m. in the morning. We had like three surgeries in the middle of the night after my normal shift. And um, I was supposed to... I worked mainly in cardiac surgery and I was supposed to hand off a specimen. And I dropped it on the floor. So I dropped a piece of organ on the floor that I was supposed to hand off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, no. And
0: I was terrified. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what did I just do? And then it turned out they didn't actually need the specimen. So I okay. was fine. Like, everything was good. Like, they didn't, like, need to send it off for a lab or anything. But I thought that's what they needed to do. And I just ruined the specimen for them.
1: So oh, it no. turned out okay.
0: <sighs> I got lucky because everything was good. But in a moment, I was like, oh, no. I just messed it up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and like, that's the thing. There's so much pressure on you guys just to be so mentally in tune, but the rest of your body also needs to follow with that. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I'm sure, you know, being sleep deprived, you got shaky hands. You're just, you're running on like very little energy. Like, what you guys do, thank you so much for your hard work, honestly, because it's not for everybody. And it really takes some discipline and driven determination to really um, stay focused and dialed in. It's no joke. And yeah, like, good on you. Thank you so much. Like, yeah, like, it's it's amazing.
0: It all worked out fine because they didn't actually need it. But I thought I just messed up the whole test results and everything.
1: <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're clear. You didn't get in trouble and yeah. it wasn't that important. Um, okay, Steffi. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, where can people find you?
0: Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't even know. I think it's at Steffi uh, underscore Angelica on Instagram. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, well, I'm probably
0: going to be posting more cross country stuff.
1: Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing your journey with fitness. And, mm-hmm. uh, I am wishing you nothing but the best of luck with, with schooling and the progress. And, you know, I'm always here if you have any questions when it comes down to triathlon or running in general. Um, and yeah, no, I'm excited to watch you. Progress and get to the half Ironman next year. And, uh, I don't know what's going on for Aaron and I at the moment. If we're going to be doing Muskoka again or if we're going to be traveling out somewhere else, but, uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of opportunities where we could all meet up for an open water swim or something like that. And, um, you know, really support each other as shift workers. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I find working shifts and being a part of a club or, you know, following a program because, you know, the days that you have to come off a shift there's unfortunately what seems to happen is that's when everybody's getting together mm-hmm. you know in the club or whatever right so yeah. um hopefully we could help each other out at at that point when we start training for triathlon again
0: and well thank you for doing these podcasts they're so much fun to listen to and uh, they're motivational for other workers awesome. 100 awesome.
1: Uh, that makes me feel so good to hear that, um, honestly. And yeah, you know, as I keep doing these podcasts, they're going to get better and better and better. And, uh, you know, I'm totally open to, um, other ideas as well. So, you know, for the listeners and yourself, if you guys have any, uh, any other, um, ideas or things that you want to hear on the podcast, please, you know, share that information with me and, uh, I'll make sure that I do my best to provide that and get that information out there. Um, so, you know, we could all continue to, be at our top performance when it comes down to our training, whether we're just going out there to complete something or if we're going out there to compete in something. Right. Mm -hmm. So once again, Steffi, thank you so much for for joining me, taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to sit down and have this conversation. And I hope you have yourself a fantastic week.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much.
1: You're welcome. All right. We'll talk to you soon.